I must apologize for Wimp Low. He is an idiot. We have purposely trained him wrong, as a joke. <laughs> now we'll learn who's the best. <laughs> Style. How'd you like it? Got you now. Hey! Hi, hi! Hi, why? I'm bleeding. Making me the victor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Generation Loss, the show about movies with Brynn and Jeremy. And today we have a guest to talk about the movie, and it is Alex Patak from Ballin' Out Super and Pod Damn America. And his new show that hopefully will be off the ground by December December. when this comes out. (laughs) Oh, I was wondering, because you said you're banking this for paternity leave. Yeah. When that's happening, as Mm -hmm. I feel like it relates to my life as well. But, you know, December's good. December. December. Alex, look out your window right now, and the snow is falling gently. You're roasting chestnuts, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's wintertime. And you've watched The Grinch three times already. We've watched The Grinch. Hey, just watch The Grinch. Thread down (laughs) finger. (laughs) I watched him up at Christmas Carol, I'm sure. Um, I watch that every Christmas, but that's at the end of December. Hopefully this comes out before then. As of for now, I'm looking outside. I'm seeing the snowman the neighbor girl has put together, and I'm (laughs) frowning for how it's affected my property values. (laughs) (laughs) We have, of course, uh, we've recently inaugurated... um, Pete Buttigieg as president. Now it's yeah, he earned it. Yeah, well, he earned it. Well, a power we, play you have is to a give it to him. Play. Yeah, when you when you murder Joe Biden and take his place, you gotta respect that. Yeah, you as know? we all know, it's Macbeth rules. Trump had a series of mega strokes. <laughs> yeah, large strokes, big old fat mega strokes, and uh, then Joe Biden and Kamala Harris died in a suicide pact with both. <laughs> Both with two shots to the back of the head, um, mm-hmm. and Mr. Butt Gage is now the president. Yeah, with um, Vice President Chasten. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's the first From man. From Harvard, uh, 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 Harvard staffing room Chasten. <laughs> Harvard <laughs> professor Chasten. Isn't there a movie with Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Damon called First Man, where he plays the... Maybe. You're thinking of uh, the Matt Damon movie Chasten. <laughs> Chase where he Sam. plays Chasen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people said people said that uh, a small town mayor couldn't redefine politics and execute a presidential candidate and take his place. <laughs> but we here have proven them wrong. <laughs> He's making this speech with like the discarded uh, face skin of Joe Biden cast <laughs> off to the side, revealing he's been operating underneath the entire time. Yeah, I no longer needed that suit. <laughs> Listen to your technologies Jack. have allowed Americans to take the next step in <laughs> assuming power listen here jack <laughs> sometimes a small town mayor <laughs> can also be a flim flam gentleman <laughs> oh you know what's really passed over the radar and i feel like didn't get nearly the coverage it deserved was the african Buttigieg guy was a real guy <laughs> yeah uh-huh. he was a hundred percent real african Buttigieg. did you miss this i must have missed okay. this so like nine to 10 million months ago, um, <laughs> there, there was a big internet kerfuffle uh, uh-huh. over what looked like a made-up account that's oh, supposed yeah. to be in Africa somewhere. 
that was just like a Pete Buttigieg super fan account uh-huh. of a guy who's like supposed to be in Nigeria or something. They're like, why would this Nigerian man love America's <laughs> 138th largest mayor so much? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone together was like, no way, this is real. This is so embarrassing. The campaign made this guy up. And then the, the guy spent like the next month taking pictures of himself with the newspaper being like, I am real and I love Pete. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a joke. <laughs> It feels racist somehow, but I don't know how. <laughs> I'm not in America. I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to my cork board and I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. It doesn't yeah, mean he's not a a fake though. They could have paid him. They could have it the amount they would have had to have paid this man over <laughs> this period of time is not a net positive for the campaign. No. <laughs> you know what I just realized, though, is that we're living in paradise right now in December, and the election is finally It's over. over. We know yes. what happened. We finally just like live in, in, in Valhalla, where it, it, <laughs> it's just done. Well, I'm living in paradise because I suicide-bombed an election booth. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just one. <laughs> just one. There's one I really didn't like. <laughs> and I was like, "How many virgins for this? Hell yes, hell yes, dude. You, you, I like them young. That's my last words." <laughs> you just brought in. You just brought in a handful of firecrackers. <laughs> I'm just like holding a hand grenade over my head, like I I hear there's pussy in this. <laughs> no one knows what I'm doing. Barely legal. <laughs> Age of consent is not in the Constitution. There is no law but God's law. <laughs> <laughs> My wife is pointing out a big spider above me. Oh, oh, God. You should suicide bomb that spider. I don't think I could get it. It's so high up. She's going to watch me this entire podcast. Is it like a quarter or like how big is it? I'd say bigger than a quarter. I'm imagining like a tarantula. Oh, it's not a tarantula. So the middle of it is like the size of a dime. That's no. huge. The, the legs, That's it's like a quarter huge. and a half. Yeah, no, it's Holy pretty big. Holy shit. It's like a Jesus. wolf spider or something? Jesus. Alyssa, it's huge. <laughs> Get over yourself. That's a big spider. <laughs> so I'm trying to put down the size of the spider on the recording in December that's coming out, and everyone's going to be impressed with how big the spider is. I know it's not spider season. It's not. They go into hibernating, and they, they basically freeze to death for six months or whatever. Right, they've all gone away, you're saying. survives. Yep. That's this true, one. and we must become the spider yeah. mm. <laughs> for these next years. Especially considering who's the president now. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, Pete. Pete Spider-Zhez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do some tricky wordplay, but I'm like too hungover for it. Yeah, so. Pete Spider-Zhez. I think Pete, we got it. Pete, Pete Spider-Zhez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so wet, wet let's, let's talk about movies. Pete Parker. <laughs> Mayor Peter Parker. Mayor you know Peter what's a movie Parker. is Spider-Man. <laughs> A it movie, is movie we did not watch today. <laughs> we didn't That's watch it not this week. what we watched. But Alex, did you watch anything else this week aside from aside from Kung Pao? Um, been watching much yeah, Cobra Kai. Have. Talked about that on the podcast. Cobra Kai, what's that? Cobra Kai is the Karate Kid reboot show, starring oh. Ralph Macchio and the guy who plays Johnny Lawrence. Following okay. the arc of Johnny Lawrence as he's like a grown up fuck up whose life is ruined by losing a karate tournament <laughs> and is also like fully MAGA which is a fun little side note on it like literally Trump supporter MAGA guy yeah he he, he meets all these characters and he's like what are you illegal I'm gonna call the gonna call ice on you <laughs> <laughs> but like you're supposed to like him because he's the main characters <laughs> what <laughs> he's like a piece of shit and you're supposed to like him it's honestly strange that there aren't more shows that are like for MAGA people yeah, and that's what I wanted to fix. 
Um, so you've made Cobra Kai. <laughs> so I made the show Cobra Kai, which yeah. really seems like it was only made to make Ralph Macchio happy. But what do I know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do recommend that. I did see something else. I don't know. I almost got Jeremy to watch Munich for this. Yeah, we oh. were always going to do Munich. I'm so glad that we didn't watch Munich, though. We could watch it like next week or something. But like, we watched Aquaman was the other movie that we did today. Oh Jesus! And fuck. Wow. Jesus Christ! It's so long. It's like it's two and a half so hours long. long. We couldn't do that and Munich. <laughs> well, did it have all of the the like time it needed to really lay out the story of Aquaman? Oh yeah, no, we got all sorts of. It's crazy. You it's should listen lot, to the yeah. episode. Listen uh, to the episode. It would have been out maybe last. I don't know what order. I'm we're listening doing. to it, and I'm wearing a jacket and a sweater underneath the jacket. That's and right. See my scarf and it's blowing outside. <laughs> I laugh and I can see it. It's so chilly now. It's <laughs> the, so chilly. The, 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 the sun has hidden behind the clouds. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, uh, well, what I have been playing this week, I didn't watch anything because I've watched four movies this week for the show. Yeah. Um, you lunatic. But I uh, have been playing the new Tony Hawk game, which did not come mm. out in December. It came out this week. Yeah. Um, but, in August. September? Yeah. What um, month is it? It's September. It's September, yeah. Um, so Tony Hawk was a game for the original PlayStation, and then they just released a remastered, completely redone remake version of Tony Hawk 1 and 2. Well, yeah. he's also um, a man. He's also a he's guy. He's also a man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's older now, but he can still do the 900. Um, yeah, as of like, yeah, as of like four or five years ago, at least right. was the last time I think he did if a one. Grave, he's like if a silver fox was radical. He was yeah, <laughs> if a fox was silver and could do the nine hundred. That he's like if Anderson Cooper could do the nine hundred, <laughs> <laughs> but was straight. I would not be surprised. <laughs> he's like straight Anderson Cooper. <laughs> I'm sure that's cleared up who Tony Hawk is for many listeners. This is what it would be like. (laughs) Who only know Anderson Cooper. (laughs) Oh, where did the spider go? Oh, I hate it. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) If Anderson Cooper was straight, he'd just be radical and could do skateboarding tricks. He would no longer be part of the Vanderbilt family or whatever. (laughs) Oh, right. I forgot about that. Anyway, did you ever play Tony Hawk when you were a kid? I played Tony Hawk 2, and mm-hmm. here's the here's the twist on Game Boy Advance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's not the so, same. So, <laughs> like, well, you don't get the soundtrack, but, like, you see little blurs kind of spinning around, and you're like, that's yeah. a Madonna. I played it on um, the N64, and okay. one of the weird quirks of it on N64 was that, uh, because I guess it's a more family-friendly system, uh, a lot of the music was just instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Like it had a <laughs> just uh, Rat had, Pack. <laughs> yeah, it had like a well, it had like a weird instrumental version of the Dead Kennedys uh, police truck, right? Um, and like I feel like Superman, Goldfinger. Moon. Maybe that Goldfinger song was was <laughs> uh, anything nature. that had like any curse words in it at all. Instead of just like censoring it, they would just go straight to to, to the whole... an instrumental. <laughs> was That's Billy so Talent weird. in that soundtrack, or is that Burnout? I'm thinking. No, of. that wouldn't have been until maybe even the third one. Oh yeah, um, Billy Talent didn't start coming around until I was until in high they, school. They changed the game forever. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video of them recently, and like they still draw a pretty big crowd. They're huge in Europe. I think I that's bet. so interesting. Yeah, it's every band is like that. You're either like you're either big in Europe or you're big in South America, and you set, spend the rest of your career just touring there and never coming to America because we just never pay anybody after like the first year. That's <laughs> right. No, no. I mean, aside from not getting paid, I mean, do you want to do a concert for a bunch of Jeremys out there who are like, ugh, <laughs> Billy Talent? Ugh. Why is your hair so tall? <laughs> who is this? <laughs> What are you, uh, Static X? They did, <laughs> oh, R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Static X. Um, they did uh, their their big song was Line and Sinker. I bet no, you've heard that before. Their big song was um, Try Honesty. <laughs> the, I don't I know bet, this. Um, there was a skate movie that came out that they were prominently featured in that had the guy from Rat Race in it. Does anybody know what I'm Mr. talking about? Mr. Bean? Guy from race? <laughs> no, not Mr. Bean, the one with the tongue piercing. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. I yeah. have to remember that not everyone is as big a rat race head as <laughs> I am. And that was another one of the movies we could have watched. 
I haven't seen that one. But I've, I've you haven't seen Rat to. Race? <laughs> no. Oh, I've been meaning to. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. What happens in Rat Race? There's all these Goombas, and they're on a freaking race to get a whole wad of cash. <laughs> it's like somebody dies, and there's an inheritance, right? And then, yeah. But it's like a public thing or something? It's actually, I feel like, politically very ahead of its time in that it's a bunch of uh, rich people betting on a human race they set up. And then the joke <laughs> is, like, they're on a plane, and, like, they bet on everything they're doing the whole time, and... Uh, they're like making each other throw up and stuff, and there's a cow balloon. Is it um, funny? I've heard it's very funny. It is Seth Green at the top of his game. Are you <laughs> and Seth Green yet? and um, Seth Green and Breck and Meyer are Amy like one Smart. of the teams. Amy Love Smart? interest Amy Smart. I thought she Mr. was. Mr. Bean is in it. <laughs> Mr. Bean is prominently Goldberg featured. In it? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. You're making me think because everyone is in it. Um, it's a John huge Cleese. Cast. Oh, it's Jerry Zucker, the guy who directed Airplane. Brecken Meyer is the worst one of the whole thing, though, and they give him For like a sure, starring yes. role. And it's like, uh-huh. how did you even get in here? What did we leave the door open? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fuck why, out. why? Oh yeah, John Cleese. Whoopi Goldberg is in it, as well as Cuba Gooding Jr., Wayne Knight, John Lovitz, and John Cleese. Oh, right. Whoopi Goldberg's on like a team, I'm remembering now. Uh, John Lovitz, uh, as we talked about on our episode, goes to a Hitler museum by accident, the Klaus Barbie Museum. Right. Um, (laughs) And then it ends. I mean, you're thinking like, how do you top off a movie that action packed? Here's how. (laughs) All Star by Smash Mouth, live in concert. Oh, great. That's definitely how as, you do it. as uh, they bamboozle the the the, the rich mal- benefactors. That was a big thing during that era. It was like a big uh, like Concert musical number. And, yeah, yeah. Hey, like, I, I know they did how we'll the take it to the powers that be with a <laughs> musical extravaganza. Do <laughs> so you remember they did that in um, Euro Trip? Oh right, with Michelle. Uh, oh, Trachenberg. Yeah, and like nobody else. Matt Damon is the guy who does the musical number, but I don't think anybody else in that movie is anybody, right? <laughs> Matt Damon and Meyer does a musical? <laughs> is Breck and Meyer in Eurotrip? <laughs> Why were they trying to give us Breck and Meyer for so long? No, who asked for Breck and Meyer? I, they did give him to us. <laughs> they're trying to feed us Breck and Meyer, and we don't want to eat it. Well, eat now he Breck makes, and Meyer, um, it's good for you. <laughs> no. Now he makes robot chicken. I don't know who it is. Breck and Meyer does? Yeah. Only because he's friends with Seth Green. Yeah, the mm. twisted the mind team. of Seth Green, <laughs> <laughs> the visionary director of Robot Chicken. Seth, Seth Green. Green. <laughs> One thing I hold against Robot Chicken is they had a sketch that was cruel to Castro that I didn't like. <laughs> You're like but was hey, otherwise he's funny. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it, well, it was a funny punchline where they had Castro shoot Alien Gonzalez in the face, but I was like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> He's you nice. be nice. <laughs> He's been through so much. <laughs> oh, also, Breckenmeyer is in fact not in Eurotrip. Good. Oh, all right. I'm glad. Well, anyway, what I was going to say about Tony Hawk was that it's not a movie, but it's been really interesting for me because that game was like in my blood, and in, like I just played it so for like probably the most I played any game. That in yeah. high school, like I played it so much, and this game feels they changed it. Like it's like it's not an exact replica of every level. They like added stuff, so it's like mm-hmm. mostly what you remember, and then it like looks a lot better. But there's like even they more. still skate in a mall. Yeah, exactly. But the mall looks like it's been uh, abandoned for ten years. <laughs> oh, interesting. So it's like it's yeah, like it's for they, safety. Yeah, so they don't encourage. <laughs> all these young teens to go and skate in a mall. Well, there's like no, an interesting there angle aren't to malls it. malls anymore. Yeah, there aren't malls <gasps> anymore. But there's an interesting angle too to the fact that like all of the characters from the old ones are still in it and they're all real people. So they're all old now. And they look but they, old. But they look old in the game and they still put them in there. They put mm. new people too. There's like young skaters yeah. in it now too. But it's so interesting that they're just like, yeah, like we should still put like Jamie Thomas in this. And Jamie Thomas is like 45. And like barely <laughs> skates anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're in it and they're old. And so there's like, it's like all updated to how the world is now. So it's like mm-hmm. going to an actual place you re- you like remember as a kid, but things are like, like 
you're like, oh, wow, I remember all of this. Right. But it's all a little different now. And like they leaned into that in a really weird way that I've never really seen any, a remake do. Uh-huh. Where they're like, let's just, they're all old. Malls don't exist anymore. So it's an abandoned mall now. It's like, what the hell? They're old. That? You're old. Your life is ending. <laughs> yeah. Time to skate. You're what I'm curious about old. is if. <laughs> Like some of the like some of the things in the original games are like based on real life places like, you know, for example, like the school level and one of them has like a bunch of famous skate spots that all have like since been demolished or changed. Because mm. like one of the weird things about skate spots is that like almost all of them are stairs. Right. Right. It's all just like a famous set of stairs that's like really big and like somebody right. did something important over it and then everybody does something over it. Right. And one of the things about stairs is that they're almost never ADA compliant. So right. over the course of like a decade, by definition, almost. <laughs> yeah, it, like they will. If it's a big set of stairs, exactly. Like it will not be ADA compliant. So anytime that school or whatever has to renovate something, the skate spot's gonna get destroyed. <laughs> mm. like, and so Shit. I'm curious if like some of the famous spots, they're like, no, we're gonna preserve it and put it in there as it was in its prime. Or did they really put like the elevator in front of the leap of faith and shit like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't. I, I've all, I've had it for one night, uh, mm-hmm. and it's super fun. It's it's doing you know really does to my brain just like this like I have to have another one. Um, yeah, one like night in heaven. To. Yeah. <laughs> I also heard it's very short. I heard that if you like remember the levels and remember the challenges well enough, you could beat it in like two hours. Really. Yeah. Well, I'm on the fourth level now, so that has we'll not see. been my experience, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suck at it now. No, um, but yeah, it's a fun thing. It's a pretty interesting. I w- I think it would be really interesting if they made a remake of a movie that way, where it's just like <laughs> we're gonna remake it, but cast all the same people and they're old now. <laughs> right, right. But they tell remake the same King story. of Comedy, but no one makes any money. <laughs> 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 it's not even like on the table for a thing that could happen. Like do oh, taxi the way, driver again, but it's like Robert De Niro's even more disgruntled. <laughs> <laughs> Robert De Niro cannot financially afford to get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no CGI face. He just looks like dog shit. <laughs> um, by the way, I found the movie I was talking about. It was 2003's Grind. Anybody seen oh, Grind? Yeah, yeah uh huh. I never yeah. watched it. It was extreme, Bryn. You probably couldn't handle it. I probably you couldn't. couldn't. I probably wasn't. It was like allowed. Rocket Power. You probably didn't watch Rocket uh, I Power, love right? Because you were too scared. No. You saw them riding skateboards and you were like, they're going to get hurt. Rocket oh, Power. I don't like that they make fun of shoebies. I'm a shoebie. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's wrong. You need to stop calling Sam the squid. It's offensive. <laughs> it's offensive to squids like me. Aww, I don't Is have it... any bones. <laughs> That's you. I have a beak now. <laughs> squids are low key. They're scary as all hell. I know. I've always been scared of squids. But Rocket Power is interesting because I watched it. Uh, in North Carolina right after leaving LA and I was like why is this a show about like all the people I know <laughs> just like <laughs> hanging out on the beach it's that's weird. so weird, funny like, I watched people. it I watched it in Massachusetts and was like I don't think these people exist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is, they're trying to sell me on these cool tan children I don't think that happens <laughs> they're so tan <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're from, they're also like Islander people, right? Like they, I don't know what their ethnicity is supposed to be, but like the guy, he, we don't know because we never meet the mother because Raimundo oh, uh, right. left her or like she died right. or something. Never clear. <laughs> There's some but sort he's of friends with Tito, tan. so it, it it does imply that there was some sort of an island heritage there. Yeah, yeah. Tito is the only one who's like. Fully, you know what this guy's about. Yeah, he's eating uh-huh. spam. He's Hawaiian, <laughs> and there's not a lot else to him. Frankly, yeah. he rides a big board. He says mahalo. Yeah, I can't Freaking believe, mahalo, dude! I can't believe you remember so much about that show. Oh, I remember so much. I, I watched a lot too, of it. 
The thing that was so crazy about it was that they they wouldn't settle on one extreme thing for the rocket power oh, no. kids. They were like great at every single one of them. It so they would like so skateboard <laughs> and rollerblade and bike and, and surfing play hockey and, and, yeah. and surf. And, I couldn't like, do any of those things, and these kids did all of them so well. they were <laughs> Olympians at every sport. It made me feel so bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I just want to. I need to practice, mom. They have one friend to... who's not a world class athlete, and they like teach him for a day. And he's like, actually, I can also do all the sports. <laughs> I'm slightly less good than you guys, but it is notable that I'm better than the viewer. <laughs> it was like they were talking to you directly and was like, we're better than you. Yeah, you are the shooby. <laughs> when you watch this, when you watch this, you're relating with, with Otto. But you're the shoe. Yeah, the you're not. You're not even worse kind than of a Otto. squid. What were their names? It was Otto, Twister, Twister, Twister? Twister's brother Lars. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, Lars. Yeah, he was trouble. Stay away from Sam. Him. <laughs> Sam was the squid. Sam the squid. Reggie. And then was it like Renee? What was her name? Reggie. Reggie. Okay. Otto yeah. Sam. Oh, I forgot she, Sam was even a character. Yeah, she throws yeah, yeah. you off because Reggie is like. Well, that's not a girl's name, but you know what? She she's it fucking in your face. It's a little <laughs> different, you know. She's surfing. She's, she's a freaking Z, okay? <laughs> she's not like other Reggies. As long as we're <laughs> as long as we're digging up like uh, uh, just boulders from the back of my mind that I haven't touched in decades. They made the girl in uh, Lilo and Stitch too hot. Lilo's oh, the, sister. The- <laughs> Oh, I thought you were talking about Lilo. <laughs> no, well, Lilo. No, no, Lilo's sister was stabbed. Why would I ever say that? Even if I thought it, why would I say it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't God. even think you can cancel me for saying the thing about Lilo's sister. I'm not sure that she's an appropriate age to be ogling like that. But I don't know. know. I gotta look it up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at right right killing movie. myself in November. <laughs> <laughs> Nani. Her name was Nani Palaki. Nani? Nani Palaki. <laughs> yeah, because you're Nani. seeing this girl and you're doing a double take and you're like, Nani? Nani? <laughs> <laughs> this cartoon is stacked. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little thick with it, for she sure. Is. There's a mistake. They didn't they make that mistake in a few <laughs> Disney properties, actually, where they just make the character's too horny. It says in the Wikipedia, it says her age is not made clear, but she is at least 18 years old. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> okay, all right. I feel much better about this whole thing then. Because they only Very put that important. in because this comes up so much. With people watching that. Very important like, stuff. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> watching Lilo and Stitch and wiping my brow. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> I only saw that once. I never saw it. <laughs> and but then I her and her really boyfriend remember. are a beautiful couple together. They they probably have an OnlyFans now. <laughs> yeah. Whole- I just- oh god, this is a rule of every cartoon, by the way. That if you Google just the character, like within the first, I'd say five lines of Google image, you're gonna find something horny of them. No. And in yeah. this case. In this case, we have uh, a picture of her from behind wearing like a thong bathing suit, which is pretty horny, but not that bad. But the next line down is like a fisheye camera view of her foot. No. <laughs> what? Guys. Is it like in the camera like this? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and so, but you see it's like a little distorted and like... like the it's listener like... needs to know I'm not looking at the picture and I'm shaking my head. <laughs> shaking my head. This has even come up in my intellectual movie discussions podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. what this show is. An intellectual movie discussion. And let's get into it. Oh my God. There's so many pictures of her fucking feet. <laughs> see, this Jeremy, is a better said, direction <laughs> than the point I almost made was a Hawaiian only fans called Mahalo fans. That doesn't even make any sense. Mahalo oh, fans. Yeah. Mahalo only fans. Mahalo only um, fans. Uh, there's a picture of of Stitch just sucking her feet. Oh, <laughs> close the tab. <laughs> it's not what we're talking about today. Close it. If you know her You're... name, if you know her name, if you know it's Nani Pel- Pelakai or whatever, the first thing is on Google Autofill is age. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this is very important information. <laughs> I must know. <laughs> I do feel better that we've looked this up. Well, I feel like less alone. <laughs> <laughs> we know what Alex is doing later. All right. <laughs> clear, hey, Siri, clear my schedule. <laughs> Uh, it's a date night, Siri. <laughs> I'm sending my wife to the store. Enough. Okay. <laughs> so I can so- be alone with Lilo's sister. <laughs> Nani. Uh, this week we watched, by Alex's request, uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist, a 2002 movie directed by Steve Odekirk. Odekirk. Now Not you to be might- confused with Steve Odenkirk. Right. Do not <laughs> confuse this person with... Uh, Better Call Saul Goodman, whose name oh, is Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk. Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk. That's what I thought initially. I was like, I wonder if that's like his brother or some shit. Not related. Not uh, even close. Which is Not weird. even freaking close. I always got confused because I assumed that they were related. They also, yeah. So this movie came out in 2002 after Steve Odenkirk did um, a lot of stuff. He wrote for Ace Ventura 2. What? Look, you see my cat's paw. <laughs> what? You see my cat's paw. I don't. No. I don't see so it. I'm pointing at it. Yeah, no, your picture's not big enough. Oh, well, I see it. <laughs> All right. Never mind. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> uh, We're the size that you see us, you see. That's too bad. Oh, yeah. Um. So yeah, this guy had a fascinating career, right? Yeah, Steve was... Odenkirk is like he wrote for the sequel to Ace Ventura and The Nutty Professor. Oh, he directed the sequel to Ace Ventura. Um yeah. but what I remember is like early, early in the two thousands, he also did I think maybe created Jimmy Neutron. Um Really? He he wrote the sto- he wrote the script for Jimmy Neutron Brody Genius, the movie. Um mm-hmm. That's so, a good movie. Which turned into the show, which is weird. Yeah, and he was an executive producer for the show. Yeah. So in Sing Sturdy remember... Pop prominently featured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the Jimmy Neutron movie. So what I remember most about Steve Odenkirk is his website, which was mm. uh had a lot of stuff on it, but most famously uh had Thumb Wars and all of the thumb yes! movies. Um and I knew about those way before I knew about anything else he'd done. So I was sort of a fan of Steve Odenkirk and when and I liked his all the stuff he wrote, obviously, but in two thousand two when he released Kung Pao Enter the Fist, I have to say I was very excited. <laughs> I was like thirteen or fourteen years old, but I was like, oh they gave this guy a real like movie that is like the dumb shit he does on his website. Because, yeah. like, you would every once in a while run into somebody who'd ever heard of Thumb Wars or Thumb Tannic or something. But uh, very rarely at the time in my in my, in now, my experience. I haven't seen Bat Thumb or Thumb Wars or Thumb Tannic. Uh-huh. I feel like I understand the gist, which is the plots of famous movies, but done with thumbs. That's is right. Is there more I need to know? <laughs> you got it. They're just very, they're in the vein of this. Like They're very similar to stupid. the tongue bits. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Like it's it's like <laughs> very much like a like putting a funny face on a thumb and and that's the bit. Yeah. I would argue the worst bit of the movie, but <laughs> Yeah, I would agree with you on that. The the tongue sucks. It's the worst part. <laughs> it's gross and strange. <laughs> it's the only thing. The only thing keeping this from being a perfect movie. <laughs> if God wanted tongues to have faces, he would have given tongues faces. He would have given them faces. <laughs> yeah. So I guess should we recap the movie? Yeah, quick recap. It's so uh, so. I, what you really need to know about Kung Pao Enters the Fist is that it is a a old kung fu movie from the seventies, I think, um, that he took and then put himself into, reshot and redubbed a lot of scenes to sort of restructure the entire movie to be making it a comedy. Um, so. It's about this guy who's the chosen one. His name is literally the chosen one. They call him chosen. He's a baby. He knows the best fighting moves. There's a bad guy uh, named, named Betty. Betty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, named Betty who... Um, but he only starts being Betty in the movie. Right. He decides... Only to... time I've ever seen this happen in a movie, I think, <laughs> where we introduce him as like master whatever... And then he's like, call me Betty. Betty. And then the rest of the movie, he's <laughs> the guy, Betty. The voice they have for Betty is one of the best 
bits in the movie where yeah. he's like doing like a pirate Asian voice or something the whole time. <laughs> it's unclear what he's even trying to be. It's just a silly yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like he's supposed to be Skeletor. And yeah. um so he's a bad guy and I don't know, he's the chosen one. He's supposed to kill Betty and Actually, I don't really remember the story. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't there matter is, like, at all. isn't one, yeah, pretty there much. There kind of isn't one. It's just the chosen one has to kill Betty. That's kind of it. He gets trained well, by Betty's the master. Just, he's, he's forced to because Betty tries to kill him, even as a baby. Yes. And he has those claws, the claw nunchucks that the he The claw nunchucks, and he has these like pyramids that are on his chest that give him power. Yeah. yeah. And he's got to take them off. And then and if you uh, don't take him off, he can take like a million shots to the nuts, and he's like, he doesn't even care how many <laughs> yeah, shots yeah. to the nuts he takes. About I'd be this. so fascinated to watch the original movie this was based on. Now <laughs> I, I really want to do that. I was thinking about that as I was watching, because I saw this movie a long time ago, and I loved it, and me and my sister would quote it a lot, um, mm-hmm. because it's very quotable. Um, there's a tons of very funny and very stupid shit in this movie. Um, this movie made no money it was a big flop i believe no <laughs> um it it's so hard to believe because we all have such distinct memories of it <laughs> I, I feel like everyone i know like likes this movie a lot yeah has um, seen it and loves it so it was it cost 10 million dollars and it got 17 million dollars worldwide um and it has a third <laughs> It has a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> these fucking vultures. They don't understand art. They don't understand. Yeah, this, this is why we have 40 books, men's. <laughs> this is for the people. This is not for the critics. That's right. The This uh, movie has a 2002 Stinker's Bad Movie Award. Uh, the film was nominated for Worst Picture and tied with Master Disguise uh, for a most painfully unfunny comedy. Get lost. Um, the Master so of Disguise is so Master much worse. Disguise. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Master of Disguise is not a funny movie. It's a, Even as a kid, I was disappointed in Master of Disguise. <laughs> it's yeah. Dana Carvey trying to brute force his way back into the spotlight. That's not funny. No, it's not funny it's at all. It's crass. <laughs> um, so this movie... Uh, but this movie isn't trying to be anything but funny and i think this was really ahead of its time in the sense of like being kind of internet humory i guess yeah i was thinking (laughs) that while i was watching like there's a lot of stuff in here that's so fucking modern yeah that it's like really surprising to like revisit because like the stuff that you remember being funny is still funny. Like, you go back and there's all the stuff you remember being there. It's all still funny. He and fights the CGI the cow. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the random lines, like, um, one that I forgot that I used to always, rem- like, th- this is my favorite scene back in the day, and then I completely forgot about it, and then it just killed me when I saw it, is when he buys all the peanuts. And <laughs> the vendor's just like, that's a lot of nuts! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like my favorite thing when I was a kid, and I completely forgot about it. It was a joy <laughs> to, to see again. But then there's all these weird things it. where, like, there's, like, fun with, like, the cut between him and the people where it'll be, like, wah, 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 and, like, the timing of it is, like, it, you'd see that on TikTok now. Totally. Like, that's very much something that exists right now. I think that what's so clever about the movie isn't just that, like, the whole idea of the movie is clever, right? Like, mm-hmm. taking a, an old movie and then basically chopping it up and remixing it to make comedy scenes out of putting yourself in it with green screen it all looks really good too there i the, wonder how they did a lot of it yeah, yeah because there's the there's that fucking like credit sequence at the end where they have him like with like those weird um like symbols on his jacket so that they can like green screen him precisely but it's like intentionally hard to parse because then they put in parts where like a CGI character fucks up and you're like, well, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And also they have real other actors sometimes because you'd think it'd be just him because he does all of the voiceover. Like every single person in the movie that isn't Steve Odenkirk and his voiceover is voiced by Steve Odenkirk. So Betty is Steve Odenkirk. The girl is Steve Odenkirk. (laughs) Don't they have the woman who plays Miss Piggy? No, that's him. That's him? (laughs) He sounds just like Miss Piggy. It's uncanny. I love the best one is when when the dad is there and he's like, "I'm her dad." Wee wee wee. 
the joke here is that the fucking lady, for some reason, sounds like Miss Piggy. And then she starts at throughout the movie, her crying noise just sounds like, wee-oo, wee-oo. And then, like, at a certain point, it's all she says. <laughs> She'll come into the screen and just be like, wee-oo, wee-oo, wee-oo. <laughs> God damn! Um, My favorite throw- gag is a throwaway in this where uh, they, they the throwaways are the best. It's the best. They're they all the best a, jokes. The yeah. sensei guy who's like in charge of the village walking between huts, and he clearly isn't saying anything in the movie. So to fill time, they just have him going Neo, na 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 Sporin, na 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 na. <laughs> Which isn't anything. It's not a reference to anything. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of fun with like people not moving their mouths, but he needs to do something. So like, there's the one where it's the two guys who are just like, we are both ventriloquists. We ventriloquists. practice every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They and throw their the, voices. Yeah, and then Betty comes and he's like, ah, ventriloquists. <laughs> like he knows. <laughs> What an unbelievable movie. (laughs) It still holds up so well. It's so funny. And I think it's. There's a lot that doesn't hold up, I think. Okay, let's. There's a lot of stuff that's like. There's a lot of stuff that's like pretty zany in a way that I feel like I don't really find funny. I didn't find it funny when he fought the cow. Well, think about uh, how old this movie is. This is what, 2002? The The humor is very split between like extremely zany CGI humor, which is like all comedies were back then. Yeah. And like incredible postmodern stuff that I think like is why the movie <laughs> flopped, but why we love it now. Totally. Right. Um, it's and inc- so for every great re- gag that's just like random throwaway humor that is unforgettable, they also have something where they're just like, this tongue has a face. <laughs> yeah, the tongue having the face is ridiculous, not funny. What's interesting- I don't like that the tongue has a tongue. <laughs> Why is the tongue like of a tongue? that? <laughs> Here's something I wanted to bring up, which is who is this movie for? Him, us, I guess. Who's the who's the audience of this? Because what I think is that it's like most of the time the comedy feels like it's aimed towards young people. It's aimed towards like kids. No, I don't think but so. But then <laughs> but then like he makes out with people like somebody flashes him, there's like a one titted woman. There's oh, like a lot damn. of stuff that's yeah, like that's specifically like <laughs> sexual and so you're like it kind of feels like the specific audience for this movie is like preteens at a sleepover. That's yeah. who this movie's for. Well, I think I, I think the thing about Kung Pao is that it, um, it he clearly really loves things like Airplane, like Zucker mm-hmm. Brothers movies. Because there was a time like those movies have like full frontal like female nudity in them. <laughs> you know, like Airplane Two has just like tits everywhere. They're saying all kinds right. of swear words. They're clearly for adults, but they're fucking insane. Right, and I that was just maybe it was a different time. Maybe it was a different style of comedy enough that people kind of got it or whatever. I don't know, but I feel like this kind of this is the same thing where it's like no one gives a shit about the story. And there's no yeah. story here. The whole point is to make you laugh and it doesn't matter. You know he's going to win. You, there's there's it's there's some very 90s stuff in it like reference there's just like reference comedy which yeah, kind like, of fell oh, by the way yeah. here from <laughs> the yes. lion king that's not what? <laughs> funny but what's funny about that scene is the stuff they say you know like there's interesting jokes in there but right. like that scene isn't funny because it's like oh hey remember the lion king um but but i think because it's sort of torn between airplane and then like shrek level humor <laughs> it it gets yeah, right. a, it got a little confusing for people at, at the time which is, i think is why nobody critics really hated it but you're right it's like a hundred percent just like for the kind of dummies who thought airplane was really funny as a kid <laughs> right well, but airplane had like a mainstream appeal whereas like i really feel like this specifically is aimed towards like, I don't think this was ever going to do well in the theaters. I think it was for the VHS market. I think this was specifically meant for, 
like kids being a bit naughty. Like it's a movie for kids who aren't supposed to be watching it. You know what I mean? Right. Sure. This movie, I mean, the reason it sticks out and the reason it's so memorable is because unlike pretty much any $10 million production, it <laughs> seems like something just this guy wanted to do for himself. <laughs> yes. And yeah. somehow got the green light. And so you're watching it and it just looks like, like a fucking shit post podcast kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> Because it is. Like, it reminds it is. me of it every is. bullshit like, radio play we've done where I do all the voices, but it's like a right. full movie with CGI and shit. <laughs> well, it is literally what that what this movie is, right? Because it's like Steve Odekirk clearly like had a lot of success with these Jim Carrey movies and shit, and then he was at a point where he was like, people will greenlight stuff that I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like do my passion projects where I like have fun with kung fu movies and somebody's going to let me do this. And they did. And then he never got to do it again. Right. Because no. like, right after this, he goes back to like, uh, he never gets to do anything again. In fact, <laughs> he never directs him on another Twitter. Movie. He has 400 followers. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. He, he did Bruce. He wrote Bruce Almighty. He, he wrote, wrote. That's the thing is he gets these like. He, he doesn't get to direct anything, really. He just gets to... Well, he'd only really directed two movies before this. Um, and that's what... This is the thing I think... This is why I think there was a little bit... There must have been a part of him that thought that this could be successful. Because Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, is as stupid as this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really dumb shit in that movie. Like, the whole slinky thing. Like, there's a ton of really dumb shit. So I think he, like, sort of was like, well, everyone likes the shit I write. You know, everyone likes how dumb my humor is. People like my shit, so maybe they'll like this. And then I I wonder if maybe he was just like, okay, that's a little too far. (laughs) People aren't ready for this. (laughs) It's someone without a business bone in their entire body, which is what I respect about it. Like, he never asked himself, who is this movie for? He's just like, and Mufasa's in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm remembering now is that when Nature Calls, if I remember correctly, has the most iconic uh, uh, Ace Ventura moment ever, right? Which is him coming out of the rhinoceros' asshole. Yes. Absolutely. That's what this movie is, yeah. right? Is like the kind of mind that thought like, it'll be really funny to have him come out of the rhinoceros' <laughs> asshole. <laughs> or the scene where he gets like spears in his legs and he's just like screaming at his legs. Oh yeah, <laughs> he like looks to like, one and then looks oh, to the other. Oh no! <laughs> But the reason that movie, movie is the reason that movie is like a blockbuster hit, and the one this isn't, is because there were producers there who were like, "You need Jim Carrey. He's a multi-million dollar star <laughs> yeah, who course. would yeah, sell yeah. this yeah. movie." And he was just like, "I'll make a fucking Miss Piggy noise. <laughs> That's our star." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I guess what's strange about this movie is that it like it, it succeeds on so many levels that aren't the main ones. You know what I mean? Like the main things, like we're saying, like of the fucking CGI cow, like I think the things that he thought were going to be the big centerpieces are really dumb now (laughs) and like aren't funny and like are almost too gross out. Like even now, like the fucking shit with the cow where he's like sucking on the udders. (laughs) Uh, It's just like, ew. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and whenever the baby does kung fu, that's not funny. That's not funny. That's not funny at all. But then, then, so the very opening of the scene is, uh, opening of the movie is a a guy trying to kill a baby. Betty tries to kill a baby. And then, (laughs) yeah, open its mouth. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and then uh, he fights the baby because the baby is the chosen one and he kicks his right. ass. None of that is very funny. And then the baby falls down a cliff and is just like continues to roll and cry. It's like, ow, ow, ow. And then it, and then it stops at a. Which is, it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. And then, <laughs> and then it falls on the road and a, and a, and a nice like peasant woman is like, oh no, a baby. She picks it up and she's like, oh, a baby. And then so puts cute. it down on the other side of the road and it continues to fall. She's like, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and that's, that's the opening scene of the movie. And you're like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm here. I'm with it. <laughs> cause, cause it's not, it's weird how, it thinks some things are funny that aren't, and then just has some of the best jokes I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's some stuff in here that is just like eternally funny in a way that like a Judd Apatow movie just can't could be. Could never be. You know, like the, like a mainstream comedy could never 
come up with something as funny as that's a lot of nuts. The closest, you know? <laughs> the closest I've seen come to this like level of heart in a comedy in American movies in the last 20 years is MacGruber. Oh. Because that's another movie where the plot is just completely unimportant and it's just <laughs> dumbass bullshit. Like MacGruber begging you to fuck him over and over. <laughs> <laughs> which i haven't seen yet i still oh you'll love it i it's know fantastic. i'm sure I'll, <laughs> um yeah i feel like there's very rarely this clear of a voice for for yeah. something so stupid um, you know what's i mean you know what's similar to it in some ways is um uh trey parker and matt stone I feel like have a very similar sort of like, yeah, because it's never felt like South Park was meant for anybody but them. And it just so happens that like what they wanted worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stances they take on South Park seem like they are like a discussion they had off mic that is like <laughs> right. getting resolved. And you're like, this is a weird stance to take against Al Gore. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. Yeah. And then, but then the movie, like the South Park movie is so distinct and like, I mean, it represents a peak of that show, right? But it still doesn't feel like it was for anybody but them. And right. then, like, Team America similarly is just like, it's so you guys made a whole movie where really the main joke is that you got puppets. Like, that's yeah. the main joke well, the of the movie. Well, the puppets fuck for a long time. <laughs> and they're funny, funny looking. Ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon says is his name because he's an right. idiot because he looks so dumb. Damn, um, that movie's funny. It's so funny. It's one of the funniest <laughs> yeah. movies I've ever seen in my life. I gotta rewatch that, man. I would love to see it again. Oh, yeah. But this movie uh, has a lot of similar jokes, I think. Has a lot of similar feelings as something like Team America, where it's like the the idea of just Matt Damon being the dumb one because the puppet looks dumb. It's like he, Steve Odenkirk, knows how to follow the f- the 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 uh, formal aspects of the movie like a lot of what mm-hmm. a lot of what the humor comes from is like fucking with the stuff the texture of a kung fu movie yes um, and and that really takes someone who really cares about the thing um mm-hmm. which is why he said uh he was like the whole thing about a sequel was a joke i would never do a, a sequel to kung fu or uh, kung pao if i was going to i would want to do like a different old 70s movie like a western right um, which was an incredible idea um but obviously he's never going to get to do that (laughs) um but apparently kung kung pao and the next one is supposed to exist i mean they say that it's been i mean it's been ages and i feel like i always hear about it and it never comes and i feel like that's kind of part of the joke too (laughs) but like another way that great body though in a way you wouldn't Guess. Yeah, because <laughs> he's, he's shirtless the whole movie because he's a kung fu guy, and it's like you could be in a real kung fu movie almost. But is that your his hair body? is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> is that his real sure body wing. or is that CGI? I can't tell. That's got to just be his body. He does live in LA. That's true. Yeah, you know he's gotta, they just he's expect be in the you industry. to have that yeah. there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just gotta. You've have seen Rocket right Power. I don't need to explain anything. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But yeah, another thing that like that kind of ties this to Team America is that like so much of the comedy is based around the limitations of the medium. Like some of the best jokes in this are funny because you know that he had that footage to work with, yes. and he had to make something work with it, mm-hmm. right? Like the ventriloquist joke, like the Neosporin joke. Like there's all these times where it's just like I have footage where nobody's saying anything. <laughs> what am I going to do with it? I don't know. They're ventriloquists, the <laughs> and it's the same thing with with Team America, where it's like so much of the comedy is just like we have puppets to work with. They look funny. What's funny about puppets? <laughs> yeah. What's the signal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's. Uh, I think the best stuff in the movie is like uh, there's a scene where um, he's going to. Uh, his his master is like dying <laughs> and his his uh and he's like oh master you're dying and he's like oh i'm sorry i almost died and he does like the classic like face oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then he's like <laughs> just runs away to the girl who's also dying <laughs> and then they like <laughs> continually die and he's like i'm not dead i just went uh <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, that doesn't mean somebody died. But it's like replaying the footage backwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really clever, and he he really wrings a lot of humor out of like 
the restrictions he has. They recontextualize everything. Another great example is they have this recurring character who comes back more than the joke is funny, (laughs) which is just like the henchman who lives in the village he he moves into. And every time he shows up, I think because he's just kind of a boring character, they're like, this is whatever. We trained him wrong as a joke. Yeah. (laughs) It's the best bit in the whole movie. Wimplow. Oh yeah, Wimplow. His name is Wimplow, yeah. Wimplow. And and they get so much out of that bit because Try like, my balls to your fist technique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end of the scene when he's like, I'm bleeding, making me the winner. <laughs> There's so much comedy in the idea of training someone wrong as a joke. <laughs> And like you just say it out loud, like it's not even a secret. <laughs> yeah, it's right in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, it's all really good. Uh, it's hard to. I mean, you could just like say all the best jokes in the movie, but I guess the the fact is is that it's it's. I think it's so ahead of its time because he he understands that what's funny about movies are what you show people (laughs) and you can't just like write a bunch of intellectual jokes. Like you've got to make things funny. And the restriction is, is, is a great way to, to, to get jokes across. Um, and I think that was, people did not like that. It's so weird how much people did not like that at the time. (laughs) Yeah, And it's, and it's an absurdist approach to approach to comedy that like didn't really exist as much at the time, but is now just like, it would be so at home right now. So much of this stuff and and in recent times too. I mean, like it it it's it feels like it was maybe five years too early. Yeah, because of, yeah, because of five years later, uh, YouTube existed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. It's weird what the line is because Zoolander came out that year or the year before it, and that's a fucking ridiculous movie. But yeah. I guess it, this just like crosses a line somewhere where people are like, "This is not funny anymore. This is too <laughs> much." Take yeah. Mufasa out of your movie. <laughs> I, mean, I would imagine that the stuff like Mufasa is what people liked about the movie. Yeah, like yeah. that's what would have done well if it was more Mufasa and like cow fighting and whatever. Like this thing would have been good. It's the stuff that we remember is what sank it. Right. Like, the stuff that we love like is what killed this movie. The the joke that is my favorite joke in the whole movie um, is. Um, Probably, I for me at least, like the the distillation of why everyone hates it, which is when Betty is at the dinner table. I've referenced it a couple times in this episode. <laughs> like Betty's at the dinner table, and he says, "I have a joke," <laughs> and the joke <laughs> is, "What's what do you get when you cross an owl with a bungee cord?" And then there's dead silence, and he says, "My ass," and then everyone laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> and then there's dead silence, and then everyone laughs, and he says. <laughs> enough and then it's like everyone stops that's not a joke there's no reason that's funny at all it's just he says it funny uh he says it good yeah the voice acting in this is like something special too that we haven't really talked about is like so much of it is like making fun of like the weird voice acting choices that people do in dubs yeah where like because it's all him, so he has to make different voices every time. It's very it's very similar to what happens in anime, where you have a cast of three people doing twenty characters worth of voices. <laughs> yeah. So you have to make choices about people where like you end up with the people who are like, That's crazy. <laughs> That's a lot of nuts. Yeah, and so he has to do like the That's a lot of nuts and like the the narrator sounds like Triumph the Insult Comic Dog and like oh, yeah. <laughs> some people are like Mexican for some reason. It's just crazy. Uh oh, we should also talk since we're about to wrap up, I guess. Um the movie is called Kung Pao. Um mm-hmm. the movie is about an Asian, you know, movie kung fu movie. There's almost no racism in the movie. Like I'm yeah. like, there's no real joke. I'm struggling to think of anything that's like a joke about like Asian culture or alien- there's no stereotypes. Like, like he's the only <laughs> stereotypes are about those types of movies. Right. Um, like just the, the, the whip pans and the sort of like silly pyramid stuff at the end. Like they never the, talk um, about how he's the one white character in the movie, which is like, there's a free joke. Never comes up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only one I would say maybe is a little uh, on the line is how much they make fun of Wimplow's brown nipples. Oh, yeah. But that's sort of just like, 
It's a thing he has about weird the nipples. characters. Like, I'm sorry. I think you're right. It's on the it's on the line, but I feel like his the the movie feels like its heart is in the place of like it's just how the movie looks, and that's like a goofy guy. He's got brown nipples. Yes, or this specific actor is yeah. is the one with the weird nipples. It's not everybody. And I think and it's then, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I I think the I think the reason that you can do the the brown nipples joke is the reason that you you have uh all this kind of humor that pissed everybody off it's just you can tell <laughs> that someone was putting like this is someone's magnum opus so when there's a joke that fucking sucks you just ignore it and then there's one that's really good you're like haha hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah i think it's really weird that it's 2002 no one's like pretending to be woke or is woke at all like but he doesn't even yeah. ever consider like being like asian stuff uh is funny you know like that's just not a part of his also there's yeah. very little like um even the sexual stuff is really like non-misogynistic or whatever it's just like very stupid <laughs> like right. mm-hmm. like the the one sort of sexy thing in it is uh well, i guess the lady with one boob who is a real actor not in the old movie he like cast a bunch of other asian actors <laughs> to just pretend right. to be in the movie right no that's what's so crazy is i can't tell what's in this movie or not he has like <laughs> background actors who are dancing the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like was this in the movie or did you put this in here <laughs> um <laughs> why can't I tell the difference if this was made in 1976? <laughs> yeah, how does it look so good? Especially because, like, that the fucking guy with the boombox, like, his the film grain on his scenes, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, was this in the confusing. movie? Yeah, it's very confusing, uh, which is where he gets a lot of the comedy, but, uh, like, the girl who's the love interest, the curly cues or whatever. Right, right, right. The Wii U girl. Uh, she's just like, I want to fuck you, but I don't. And then she's like, He's just the comedy is that he's reversing the scene of her taking her robe off. Right. <laughs> like the joke, the joke is that it's like in reverse. She's like, "Oh no, wait, I don't want to do it." Yes, I do, I do want to do it. And then his reaction is just to be like, "Okay, no worries, that's fine. All right, let's go." Me. I'm not ready. <laughs> don't. It's really strange that he's just like yeah. he has like a childish mind where he's like. Rape, Asian people aren't funny. This is funny. <laughs> right. The reverse- Reversing tape is very funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's fascinating because it's 2002. It's like the height of the. I mean, I guess like he would have been making this in 2001 because it comes out in January 2002. <laughs> so it's not quite like probably 9 11 would have happened like while he was making which this. which is so funny. <laughs> which is also very if funny. If I don't yeah. finish, the terrorists win. <laughs> right <laughs> i have to put out kung pao under the fist <laughs> but it definitely is a time period where like it would have been fully in the clear to have been racist and sexist and yeah. like done a lot of like real bullshit ass jokes mm-hmm. and it's like really impressive that like none of that's in here this is extremely still okay <laughs> <laughs> i think he deserves a little bit of you know pat on the back for being woke in a time when he <laughs> really could have not been and everyone yeah, not only could have not been he was probably actively encouraged not to be they probably there was probably producers notes on this because yeah. this is distributed by 20th century fox like this is no schlubs you know yeah this isn't an this indie is like movie. real showbiz stuff it's not an indie movie which is so crazy <laughs> yeah there were probably people in meetings who were actively encouraging him like do more asian stuff yeah i i guarantee you like what if we had like more gong sounds or like what if we yeah. had like slanty eyed stuff and it's like and he's like no he's like, i need at least funny. three jokes about woodland critters <laughs> yeah. i need more gopher the little gopher bite there's gonna be gophers there's gonna be gophers and squirrels <laughs> oh yeah when he puts some of the nuts on the squirrel <laughs> oh yeah what a weird movie what a wacky movie man it was classic i showed though. it I showed it to my wife for the first time, and it is fun to like vouch for this in front of somebody else. Because if they don't like it, you can't be like, "No, you're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> what did she think? Did she Gopher like it? Shocks are funny. Um, I was shit faced. I don't really. I think she lost interest halfway through, but I was loving it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about this movie. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, I recommend this movie. Uh, for sure, it's, I an inqu- it, yeah. it's one of the best comedies of all time up there with uh, Team America, Jackass, and SpongeBob the movie, um, <laughs> <laughs> which has all made me laugh so hard I've almost thrown up. Um, I love it so much, but this is a movie that 
you know, there's no vouching for taste when it comes to comedy. And I, I feel like half of my friends would be like, this isn't funny at all. <laughs> so I can't say that you listener will like it. But uh, I find this very funny. And that's all it, it needs a, to be. It's a perfect, terrible movie. It's, it yeah. fits like a very specific niche amazingly <laughs> and i think like if you like comedy now and specifically like the comedy that kind of like borders around our podcast scene yeah. and like the people who make stuff around us like if you want to see what influenced pretty much everybody you find funny in our community like you got to watch this movie. that's so true because i think everybody we know who makes stuff watched this movie and loved it <laughs> respect kong pao spaces yeah because i can't imagine i can't imagine like people like you know people who made i think you should leave or tim and eric like being like that's not funny like this is that comedy it's like all completely sort of spawned this whole generation of absolutely absurdist formalist sure but i mean even smaller scale than that i mean like if you like I mean, if you like Ballin' Out Super, yeah, if you like yeah, Beep Beep Lettuce, yeah. if you like Two Minutes <laughs> to Late Night, if you like any of the shows and the things that are around our specific scene, <laughs> if you like this show, you'll at least find some value in Kung Pao. Like, whether or not you find Kung Pao funny, there is value to understanding where all of us, like, developed our <laughs> and honed our senses of humor is on shit like this. For sure. Um, because that was the initial conversation around this for all of us was saying like we all loved this when we were kids and we wanted to see if it held up as adults and all of us still think it holds up (laughs) so there's got to be something to it easily at least as funny as Munich I'm glad we watched it (laughs) well that's been the show okay that's great thank you so much Alex Patak for coming on the show everybody probably knows who you are, but if you'd like to plug anything, please plug it. I'm dusting off my hands and I'm Googling Lilo's sister. Um, uh, Washing your hands of the blood of Stitch. (laughs) The blood that comes out when I masturbate. Um, (laughs) You can can listen to the Ballin' Out Super podcast in Poddamn America, and then my third currently untitled project that's maybe called End Times Theater. I don't know what it is, but it's December. Go on my Twitter. You'll find it at Patak Jokes. (laughs) At Patak Jokes. You can follow me at Kinematography, Jeremy at Jeremy Thunder. Jeremy does uh, YouTube stuff on YouTube at Jeremy Thunder. Uh, I do streaming about conspiracy theory shit at Dull Care on Twitch. Uh, My shows are called BP Pledis. His show is called Ballin' Out Super. Um, And then check out our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash generation loss, where... We, if you don't know by now, you will get Discord privileges that you can watch the movies we're going to talk about the day before the episode comes out um, on on Twitch, on Discord, excuse me. Um, and and that's you get fun. an extra episode a week of our show. Right. Also, we do the bonus episodes, which are fun, and uh, everybody likes them, so you should check it out. Yeah, and it's December, so we're we're talking about... Um, Babies. It, right. Baby stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always and baby also, stuff. And it's, also, it's Christmas, so you should buy them... The Patreon for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, buy our Patreon. Yeah, for what Christmas. a great gift for a friend it would be to give them <laughs> bonus episodes of, of Generation right. Loss. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you then. See you in the Discord. Everybody was kung fu.